God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. I would like you to open your Bible quickly. We see a few scriptures that we enable us to be able to receive from him tonight what he has in stock for us. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. The topic says experiencing the power of God's word. Verse 5 says, when, Je- when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth. And to another, come. And he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and the west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the safe same hour. Father, we are praying again. Only you can open our eyes to see you in your word. We ask you, Father, by your spirit, do so unto us tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Please pay attention here. This man 
was praised by Jesus for something which you need to note. Jesus offered to come to his house and heal his servant that was sick. See, I will come to your house and I will heal your servant that is sick. The man said, don't bother yourself coming to my house. You don't need to come. Speak the word only and my servant shall be made whole. If you are the one that is to choose between the two, I know you will choose Jesus to come. Eh? Yes. And that's the problem that many, many believers are suffering. God has given us a better option. But we are taking the longer path. Faith in the word of God. How many of you will prefer to be sick for seven days and then on the seventh day God will appear and heal you? That's an option. Then the other option is I don't want to be sick at all. Which one do you prefer? <laughs> Amen. Now, I want you to note that there is a provision God has made for us believers not to be sick at all. Are you hearing me? Provision not to be sick at all. He has paid the price. Okay, if we say now, how many of you are sick and you want to be healed? Come out. Raise your hand. You say, let me go and receive my healing. And when you receive your healing, you will become happy, isn't it? But... Next special moment of encounter, you come with another version of the sickness. Eh? This month, it was headache on, on, on the right side of your head. By next month, will be stomach problem on the left side of your stomach. My question is, when will that cycle end? What God is dealing with today is very critical. There is provision for us in the world for every good thing. The Bible says that his divine power has given to us everything that pertains to life and to what? Godliness. That's 
Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. He said his divine power has given to us. Not that it will give to us. It has given to us everything we need to live an abundant life. You remember that Jesus said, I came that they will have life and have what kind of life? Abundant life. They will have life and have it how? Abundantly. Let me ask you, sickness, is it an abundant life? Poverty, is it an abundant life? All the limitations and sufferings and manipulations and oppressions of the devil around a believer's life, is it the abundant life? No. That's a provision in the world. This centurion, why did Jesus call his faith great faith? The man said, you don't need to bother yourself to come to my house. I believe in your word. If you can speak your word, just speak. Once you speak, my servant at home will be made whole. That's okay. Just speak. And he was trying to let Jesus know. He said, the reason why I am believing this is because I am a man under authority. And I have people that are under me. When I say to one, go, he will go. To another, come, he will come. Therefore, your words are like this, my servants. You can speak your word now and send that word to go to my house. Are you following me? The word we locate the address of his house. There are several sick people on the road. The word will see them and do what? And pass. When the word enters their streets and the compound, there may be three people that are sick in the compound. The word will leave the other two and will be going to the one that he was sent to. Are you getting that? The man said to Jesus, send your word to my house. If you can send your word to my house, you don't need to come to my house. Your word can do it. Just speak. Are you aware that God can release a word that will get to your father's house in the village and solve a problem there? He will locate the address. He will get to the very problem and settle it. That's the power of the word of God. When I want to pray for believers that are sick, believers that are sick, I, use, I normally give them two options. Two options. The options... I give them is the option of divine healing 
and the option of divine health. Divine healing is that I believe that I can be sick. So when I seek, I'm sick. I will now call upon God. God, do what? Heal me. I'm sick. Heal me. Divine health is that I have received the word that said by his stripes. By his stripes. The word has come to you. You have seen it. See, do you know that the day you had the gospel and believed is not the day that the gospel was preached and written in the Bible? Why is it that before that time you are not saved? Why? Because the word has not come to you. Maybe you were where the gospel is being preached, but your eyes were still blind. You couldn't see it. That's how it is. So many, many believers are suffering in one trouble, problem or the other because they have not received the word that is sent to them. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 says, Where the word of a king is, there is what? There is power. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4. Read it together. Want to go? Where the word of a king is, there is what? There is power. And who may say unto him, What doest thou? The centurion said, I am a man under authority. And because I am a man under authority, all I just need to do is to speak. And actions will start. Amen. I'm praying seriously for all of us that your eyes will open. To the power of the word of God. Now listen carefully. Do you know how this whole world was created? Do you know how everything that is visible, everything that is invisible, how we are they created? Eh? By the word of God. By God speaking. It was when God spoke that everything come to be. Everything that you have seen and that you have experienced from God happens by the word of God. God has no other way of working apart from his word. If God is to... Listen, do you know that when Jesus was physically here in his ministry, that whatever miracle that he does... He normally hears the word from God. I hope you know that. That was why one day he went to a, the pool called the pool of Beth Bethesda. 
And there are a multitude of sick people that has problems there. And this Jesus saw all of them in their troubles and problems. He passed them. They don't know him. And then he went to one man. The man also does not know him. He came to him and said, will you be made whole? There are a multitude of people that are waiting for water to be steered. He focused on that man. Will you be made whole? The man said, that's why I'm here. Just that I don't have anybody that will help me to fall into the water when the angel steers the water. And Jesus said, oh yeah, carry your mat and go home. That's all. Why didn't he stand there that day and say, hey, all of you that are sick in the pool of Bethesda, I am Jesus. I have come to heal everybody. Come on, everybody. Be healed. Why didn't he say that? Later, the Jews were asking him, why are you healing on the Sabbath day? He said, it was because my father is walking. That's why I'm walking. Whatever the father is doing, he shows the son. So the son will see what the father wants to do. And we do that. So what he's saying is that the father wants to heal only this man this morning. That's why I get in that. So the word of God came to him, telling him that there is one person here in that pool that you are going to, I want to heal that man. Everything that people have received from God has always been by the word of God. When the word of God comes to you, when you have the word spoken to you, that solves and settles all the problems. Every problem you are passing through, both personally and as a family, from your family, the only thing that you are lacking is the word. Just the word. For Joseph, the Bible said, the word of God was sent to him in the prison. And the word tried him. The next thing, the word brought him out. And he became the prime minister of Egypt. So God has no other way of walking apart from his word. No. Oh Lord, come down and manifest your power. Is it not what you think? Oh Lord, do what? No, he doesn't need to come down. And God said, let there be light. And there was what? And God said, let all the plants of the earth, let it come to be. And all the plants came to... And God said, let all the fowls of the air, let them come out in their various kinds. And they all... I wanted to see uh, two more scriptures so that we can tie it together for you to understand what we are talking about. Look at Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, verse 10 and verse 11. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and board, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. 
It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. This, uh, God said, as the rain comes down from heaven and waters the earth and causes the earth to become, you know, watered and plant will grow, so my word shall be. When it goes out of my mouth, it will go out to do what I want. It will go out to do what I sent it to do. It will not come back to me void. That is empty. Please listen. This means that any word that leaves the mouth of God will surely come back. But what God is saying here is that the word will not come back and give him excuse. And said, you sent me to go and raise that dead man. And when I got there, I discovered that he has been dead for so many days and there is no way for him to come back to life. So I became incapacitated. I can't do it. So you can understand with me. He said, no. When I speak out and say, let that dead person rise from the dead, the word has gone out. The word is a servant. The word is carrying my power. The same power I have, that's the power in my word. And it will get to that place and it will raise that dead person. And then it will return back to me and report and say, you sent me to go and raise a dead person and the person is raised. Are you following me? He said, it shall not return unto me void. That is to say, it shall return unto me with what? Result. It shall return unto me with a report of an accomplishment. It shall accomplish what I have sent it to go and accomplish. And it shall prosper in the thing I have commanded it to go and do. Mark that word, that, uh, the last word in that verse. He said, last clause. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Did you, did you get that? I what? I what? I sent it. That is to say, when God speaks out to a barren woman and say, you shall have children. He has sent out the word. Are you getting it? The word has gone out of his mouth. And that word will prosper in that mission. What is the mission in the barren woman's life? To cause conception. So the word will leave the mouth of God, get to the womb of that woman, cause conception, and return back and say, you sent me on a mission. I have accomplished it. Are you following? The word of God carries the power of God. So look at God. Look, look, look at God. He doesn't need to 
stress himself doing anything. Once he speaks, it's what that's why he doesn't speak carelessly. Move to Psalm 107. Psalm 107. Verse 17 to 20. Are you there? Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. That's very serious. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, they are what? Please put up that verse 17. We are not yet through with it. Can I hear that from another version that is not King James? Good News Bible. NIV. Some became fools through their rebellious ways. They suffered afflictions because of their iniquities. Thank you. Listen. Every miracle that anybody has experienced at any time in history is as a result of God sending out his word, speaking out his word. Do you remember Naaman? Naaman came to Israel and he was a leper. He came to Elisha. <laughs> Elisha was inside. He didn't come out to see him. He sent a word and said, Go and tell the leper that he should go and watch in Jordan and his leprosy will go. And Naaman became angry and said, Ah, what kind of thing is that? I thought that he will come out and wave his hand over my body and manifest some anointing and power. And shake me and shout. At least let there be some physical manifestations that will show that something is happening. If he's telling me to go and bath in Jordan, I have so many rivers in my land that I could have bathed. And one of the servants says, if he has told you to, to do something that is more difficult than this, won't you do it? Why don't you just go and do this one? The man of God did not pray for him. He just asked him, go and do this. And the moment he did that, what happened to his leprosy? Eh? That was the end of his leprosy. 
every miracle that you have received and that you will receive from God is by the word coming to you. Now he said, fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. That is true. Every affliction, sickness, oppressions of the devil, all the limitations, attacks. If you check, God is not a problem. There is one place where you are missing it. All the troubles, all the problems that people are suffering, are being afflicted because of sin, because of transgression, because of iniquity. Next verse. Their soul abhorred all manner of meats, and they draw near unto the gates of death. They were so troubled and afflicted that they were so close to death. And then verse 19, what happened? They cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And what happened? He saved them out of their distresses. Verse 20, he sent his word and did what? Healed them. And did what again? Delivered them from their destruction. How did they get their healing? He sent his word. He did what? He sent his word. Now you should understand what it means by sending his word. What does it mean? Eh? He spoke. He spoke. And his word that are his servants moved, located the people that cried. Not everybody. Are you following me? And carried out exactly what the word was sent to do. The people are both afflicted with sickness and they were oppressed and afflicted with all manner of limitations. So they needed deliverance. The word both healed them and delivered them. Is there anybody here or those of you following us online? You have a problem. Anybody? You have a problem. And you want God to solve the problem. Let me see your hand up. I have a problem. And I want God to solve the problem. <laughs> How many of you, you have prayed about the problem. And the problem was not solved. Raise your hand. Listen, so many people are angry with God. Many believers are questioning God. They say, God, why? Why is it that I am suffering like this? Why is it that um, I'm supposed to get married, but I don't even have money to get married? I don't even, nobody's proposing to me. Why is it that I got married and I don't have a, a child? Why is it that I have uh, female children. I don't have male children. Why is it that my businesses are not going? My problems everywhere. My children are not doing well. And so on and so forth. 
You pray, you cry. After praying and crying, you still see what, in fact, sometimes it gets worse. And you'll be wondering, does it mean that God is not answering prayer? Whenever God wants to answer your prayer, do you know how he answers your prayer? Do you know how God answers your prayer? He will speak a word. Are you hearing me? So, the next, today you will pray. But what I'm teaching us today is not just for momentary miracle. It's not just for you to say, I receive it, I receive it, and go, and come back with another problem. No. God is trying to show us the way. Not just the act. When you go back and face that problem, get a word from God. Because if you can get God to speak concerning that problem, and you will hear it, that is the end. Are you following me? That's how the whole thing will end. He sent his word. Look at the centurion. Jesus said, wow, you have a great faith. Okay, since that is your faith, I'm not going to come to your house. Be it done unto you according to your faith. And the Bible says, that same hour, what happened? That same hour. Do you know how the man discovered? He left home, left for home, checked the time. When he got home, he noticed that the servant was playing ball. He called me and said, ah, what happened? When did you got healed? He called, say, one hour ago. And he remembered that it was one hour that Jesus spoke. So the moment that Jesus spoke, what happened? The word left and located that boy. He, the world saw so many people that are sick in various hospitals. He didn't talk to them. He kept going with the address where he was sent. When he came to the boy, he hit the boy and the boy got up. And that was the end of that sickness. That's how barrenness ends. That's how unfruitfulness, frustration, Troubles, problems for an individual, for families, for a nation. That's how they ends when the word come, goes out of the mouth of God. Amen. Now listen. Any word that God have not spoken to you as a person cannot work in your life. Let me give you an example. Isaiah 53 verse 4. Five said, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. But that I quoted it here, or that is written in, in that scripture, does not mean that it will work in your life. Until the day you will bring out time to meditate on that scripture. As you are meditating on it, looking at it, then God will open your eyes and give you a revelation of what is there. That is, he will speak to you. And the moment he speaks to you from that scripture, from that day for the rest of your life, sickness has been handled. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how it is. It must come to you as a person. When God speaks, it will locate you. Some years ago, very many years ago, 
I felt I needed deliverance. And I didn't want to go to anybody to pray for me. So I decided to fast and pray. Three days without eating food. And my prayer is, God, I want you to deliver me. The kind of afflictions and oppressions I'm experiencing in my life, the kind of attacks, I think something is wrong with my life. I need deliverance. So I began to fast. The first day I did not eat. I was praying and saying, God, I need deliverance. Deliver me. I was crying for deliverance. And then I entered the second day. I was still praying and crying for deliverance. And then I decided to read my Bible. Of course, when you are fasting, the, the food that will be sustaining you is the word. So as I was just reading the Bible, I stumbled into a verse. I stumbled. I didn't plan to read it. I was just reading. I, I stumbled into it. That is Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. I wanted to look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. So I was just reading it. I read it the first time. I said, what? What am I seeing? I read it again. I said, what am I seeing? I continued to read it. At a time, the thing turned to prayer for me. Look at it. Can we read it together? One to go. Who? Okay, start from verse 12 so that we can get it better. From verse 12. One to go. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. One to go. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Verse 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. It was this verse that I read. Who has delivered us from what? The power of darkness. And has done what again? He has translated. So when he finished delivering us, he didn't keep us where we are. He moved us from where he delivered us into a different kingdom. Which is the kingdom of his dear son. So I began to look at that verse. I said, who has delivered us? Delivered us. I asked myself, what am I praying and fasting for? I am praying and fasting for deliverance, isn't it? Isn't it? But I, I read that he has delivered us. <laughs> so I now say to God, I stopped reading, I started praying, I say, God, I read in the Bible now that you have delivered us. So, why is it that these things are still happening in my life and all of that? And you see, I'm praying and fasting for deliverance. Honestly, do you know what God told me? Do you know what he told me? God said that he's also surprised why I am fasting and praying for deliverance when he has delivered me. That when I started praying and fasting, he was wondering, what is this boy doing? I have delivered him. 
and he is still disturbing me for deliverance. You can imagine the way I was praying that prayer. Because I refused to eat. Say so today, this, this is the, the first thing that will bring my deliverance. And God said, I'm surprised that I have delivered you. And you are fasting and praying for it. What do you think I did to my fasting? I stopped my fasting, went and ate food well. And begin to thank God for what? For what? For delivering me. For delivering me. Now, listen. That I am sharing it. It looks very wonderful, isn't it? But do you know that until you have your own revelation, until this thing comes to you as a person, you will not enjoy this world. You will still have problem with this. Are, are you understanding it now? The power of the word of God is experienced at the point of a revelation of the word personally to you. When the word comes to you personally, when it leaves the mouth of God, when God speaks it fresh to you, for example, if you know that by his stress you are healed, and then you have symptoms of sickness, in your body. And you say, no, I cannot be sick. I am healed by his stripes. You may say that until you die. If you have not had God encounter you from that particular scripture that says by his stripes you are healed. You have not gotten a personal revelation of that scripture. And let me say this. You, you don't need to get it twice. When it comes to you, it comes and establishes that particular thing in your life. If the word that brings prosperity, deliverance from poverty comes to you, it will come as a light. And every darkness around that area of your life will go. And it will establish that in your life. Are you following me? A brother was sick and I invited him to come to see me. When he came, I said to him, I'm not going to pray for you. You are sick, but I'm not going to pray for you. If you are an unbeliever, that is, you, you are not born again, you are living in sin, I can pray for you, for God to heal you. But God has healed you. So what you need to do now is to get a revelation of that from the word. So I opened Isaiah 53 verse 5 and asked him, for the next five minutes, don't look at any other thing and don't look at any other verse. Keep your eyes on this verse. Keep looking at it. After about 5 to 10 minutes, I came to him where he was busy looking at the verse. He said he has been sick for about one week. So I asked him, what did you see? As you are looking at the verse. <laughs> he said, I saw that by 
by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. This delivered that we saw here, is he past tense or present tense? Eh? Did he say that God will deliver us? What did he say? And he said, I saw that I have been healed by the stripes of Jesus. I said, that's alright. So, should we pray for your healing? She said, no. So we should thank God that he has healed you. He said, yes. And we say, Father, thank you because you have healed my brother. Not even today. 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was beaten. 39 strokes. 40 minus 1. After the Thanksgiving, we ate. And then I was escorting him back to his house. I asked him, how are you feeling now? I want to know how he's feeling now. He said that he's feeling all right. I asked him, do you mean that the feeling of sickness you are having before you came to my house for the past one week, say he has been sick for one week, is no longer there? He said yes. It doesn't sound true to me. I asked him again. He said that he's feeling well now. Do you know that it was true? It was true. But that's not the end of the story. Ten years later, me and him happened to come meet together in another program. It's a, it's a program that we just brought us together. Ten years after. So you can imagine this thing happened long time ago. And then he began to, we are discussing something around divine health. And then he began to share a testimony. He now said, 10 years ago, this is an experience that he had with me. And he wanted to testify that from that year, that time till this 10th year, he has not been sick. He doesn't know what headache is. He doesn't know what any sickness at all is. Do you know what happened to that brother that day? Do you know what happened to him? The word of God came to him. How many of you have been reading Bible, whether Old Testament or New Testament, and the Bible says, and the word of God came to Jeremiah. And the word of God came to John. So the word of God, if he's a um, handkerchief, can handkerchief come to you? Showing you that the word is a person. Are you, are you following me? The word left the pages of the scripture and entered into him and settled sickness forever in his life. Such a person, if we say those who are sick should come out for, them, for their healing, do you think he will come out? Many of you are waiting for the time of uh, healing so that you will come out and raise your hand and say, God, remember me today. You know, last time you did not remember me. Uh-uh. 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 Be it done to you, Jesus was talking to the centurion, according to your faith. And he said, that same hour, every solution to the problems you have is here. Is here. Sometimes when troubles and problems and challenges comes around my life, they only thing I know to do is to get my Bible and start reading. Because I know that this is where my solution is. 
this is where, because as I'm reading it, the word will come to me. And when the word comes, it will settle that matter, that problem. If you are jobless, you are looking for a job, and you have prayed, listen, oh, even if a man of God speaks and prophesies to you, eh? if you don't have faith, it takes faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing the word. Faith comes by what? So, until God speaks to you, that's why I said, it will not work for you until you have a personal revelation. Because it is when the when God speaks to you on that particular scripture that you will hear the word of God. Hearing the word of God is different from reading Bible. Hearing the word of God is different from studying Bible. Hearing the word of God can happen to you as you are reading Bible. Hearing the word of God can happen to you as you are studying Bible. Hearing the word of God can happen to you as you are, as somebody is preaching. But it is not equivalent to reading Bible, studying Bible, or listening to a message. Are you getting what, what I'm saying? Let me tell you the point you heard the word. The point you heard the word is when the word comes to you like a revelation. It looks as if this is a verse you have been reading before. But the way you are understanding it now is quite deep and different. Is there anybody here that is such a thing happens to you? That's what we, have, we call revelation. That's how the problem is solved and will be settled. Are you getting me? So you must take time. Reading Bible can enable you get the word. Studying Bible, meditating on the word can enable you get the word. Listening to, but it's not automatic. If you have not heard the word, you, you have not heard the word. And when you hear the word from the mouth of God, the problems are solved. There is nothing impossible with God. But how God works and solves our problems is by speaking to us. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? No matter how long the problem have lasted, no matter how big it seems to be in the eyes of men, all you need is a word from God. Anytime I'm praying, do you know what I'm looking for? I am looking for that word from God. Once I hear it, I know that the matter is ended. Are you hearing me? So, I want you to note, there are some issues around your life, problems that might have been there, lasted for a while, but all you just need is a word from God. He sent his word, and his word healed them. He sent his word, and his word caused their barrenness to what? To get, get away. His word handled their family problem. That is why, listen, when a man of God is ministering, all that the man of God is saying and we keep saying is the word. Everybody that is sick here, you are healed in Jesus' name. That's all. Those that believe what the man has said, 
their faith will bring the word into action in their life. And their sickness is gone. Are you getting that? So everything that you are looking for in life is inside the world. If it has lasted, the problem has lasted, it has lasted because you have not gotten the word. If you are following me, let me see you understand what, what we are talking about. I have met several kind of problems that people are suffering. All manner of problems. You have met people that said, my husband left me and go and married another woman. I say, you were duly wedded? Yes. He left me and married another person. Now, let, and he said, uh, the, the woman has given birth to many children. So, do you think that it is possible for that marriage to be restored back? The real marriage, the original marriage, the marriage with the, 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 the first wife, the wedded wife. Do you think that that can be restored? Do you think that can be restored? How do you think it will happen? See, prayer is powerful. But it is only as you are praying, the word comes to you. That's when you will have solution. Are you getting that? If you are just praying and say, oh God, do this. And no word has left God to come to you. You will not have any answer to your problem. The day you will move from being a poor man, a poor woman, to being a wealthy man, a wealthy woman, is the day the word of God will come to you on the area of prosperity. For example, if you are reading Psalm 1, Psalm 1 says, Blessed is he that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, and all of that, but his delight is in the word of God, and whatsoever he doeth prospereth. Now when you read something like that, you say, wait, that's how to get the word. That's how to hear the word. You say, wait, what did I read? Whatsoever he doeth, prospereth. Now, what is the meaning of whatsoever? Whatsoever he doeth, prospereth. Then you ask yourself, why is it that my business is not prospering? If whatsoever he doeth, prospereth. Why is it that I'm still struggling? Why is it that I, I am always in a lack? Why is it that it's not always enough? And as you are, you know, looking at that scripture, meditating on that, looking at the conditions for the word, you may get a revelation. The moment that revelation comes to you, that's the end of the matter. You will see how, because the word is God. I hope you remember. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was what? That's how your life will change. That's how everything, because the word will come with wisdom, it will come with favor, it will come with connection, it will come with everything that will bring you out. This is the problem that God has with many of us. We will leave the solution and we will be pursuing shadows. They will ask you to, when you wake up in the morning, pray. When you finish praying, Sit down and meditate on the word so that you will hear the word. The revelation of God, of God's word will come to you. 
I'm not talking about religious thing people call quiet time. You see somebody say he's doing quiet time, you just read daily guide. After reading daily guide, he, he, he will pray and you say you have done quiet time. Uh-uh. You will meditate so that you will get revelation. Whatever God will be revealing to you or showing you that morning is going to be advancing your life spiritually and physically. Are you following me at all? Anything except if you are not ready to do and obey. And you can be deliberate. For example, if I quote Exodus 23:25 now, a favorite scripture, if I quote it now, Exodus 23:25, I will pray with it, I will preach with it, but <laughs> when you want to use it and say, yes, this is the word, you will notice that it may not work for you. Because it has not come to you. The word has not come to you. What did he say? You shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread, and thy what? Thy water. And I will take what? Sickness away from the midst of thee. What else? Next verse. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days. Haven't you seen born again Christians that have miscarriage? Eh? He said, you shall, you, you, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. That is, he's talking about prosperity. Haven't you seen pastors that are poor and in debt, borrowing here and there, to eat and to pay school fees of their children? Why are they not serving God? Why is it that this word is contradicting their experience? Why is it that sickness is still in your body? And from time to time, you are always sick. They ask you, why didn't you come for discipleship? You say, uh, I was sick. In fact, I won't tell anymore. I couldn't get myself. In fact, I didn't know where I am. And you are born again. You are, you are speaking in tongues. You are even preaching. But look at what God said. You are serving God. Why is it that sickness is still in your midst? Why? It's because you have not sat down to personally meditate on this scripture for hours, even for days. Keep looking at it. Until this particular word will come to you as a person. Do you, are you getting that now? That's how we, we progress. That's how we advance. When this particular scripture came to me as a person, I said, in fact, it came to me when our boy, that boy, was getting sick every, almost every week. And sickness is not small sickness. It will be as if he will die. You know, he's the only boy. So, whether the devil want to kill him or not, I don't know. He was always sick. I will pray, pray, pray. I will lay my hands and say, go, you sickness, this one. The more you pray, the more he's sick. They are attacking him. So one day I started praying. I said, God, listen carefully because you need to learn this thing. That's how to be victorious. I said to God, why is it that 
you made a promise like this. That when I serve you, you will take sickness away from my midst. Is this not sickness? Am I not serving you? Why haven't you take, it, take away this sickness? And God said to me, listen carefully. He said, check whether you are serving me. If you are sure that you are serving me, just know that I have done my own. I have taken sickness away from your midst. So I now ask him, I'm sure I'm serving you. I'm not serving any other God. So, what about this one? He said, son, believe what I have told you. I have taken away sickness from your midst. Then my eyes was opened to see that this is not actually sickness. Then I gave the boy a third name. You already have second name before. He has Nikmosis and Chukwemeka. I now named him Hild. So I said, I called my wife, I said, everybody in the house, this boy is not sick. Ask me why. Say why. God said he has taken away sickness from our midst. And because he has taken it away, the boy is not sick. This is not sickness. So no, let nobody worry himself again because this is not sickness. Chukwemeka healed. Come here. That was how, that was the end of that era. From that particular, this is over one year now. No, one year and. This thing happened last year, February, around February last year. From that point till today, the boy is healed. Chukwemeka. Healed. Somebody say healed. healed. Many of you will name your children here today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't name your child healed until the revelation what comes to you. It came. That's how I know that sickness is no longer in our midst. God has taken it away. How can I be serving God like this? And then I will go to a uh, hospital and pick up, um, what do you call it, is it card or file? And you'll be in the queue waiting for your turn. And someone will come and say, ah, pastor, is it not? <laughs> no. God does not contradict himself. I will take sickness away from your what? So there are so, so many scriptures. People of God, it is time. Today is a special moment of encounter. This is the encounter this is the encounter. If it's about falling down, rising up, you are falling off now. You want to fall today again? <laughs> I came from Lagos this morning. And um, the Lord moved. They were falling here and there. But sometimes we we allow God to touch people that way because that is the level where they are. And they say, hey, God is here. Somebody is falling. The only way people will understand that God is here is that somebody is what? Uh-huh. So sometimes you, you just allow the spirit of God to move, touch people, and they will fall and all of that. But the authentic solution to problems, authentic way of growth, Building up yourself is in the word. Let me read two scriptures and I will ask you to pray. 
Go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Are you in Proverbs 4? Look at verse 20. Proverbs 4.20. Are you there now? If you are not there, you can look at the screen. Let's read it together. I want to go. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those who find them. And health to all their flesh. All of you people of God. Listen. If you are here. And you don't have a habit. Of reading and meditating on the word of God on daily basis. You will always have problems. It's not an insult. Is a truth, is a challenge that will wake you up in order to get into your inheritance. Did you hear me? Eh? Eh, I am busy. Eh, time is gone. You are running into your death. You are running into danger. You are running into problem. There is a word for each day. There is a word God wants to speak to you to help your life for the day. You need to get it from him. He need to come to you. Our lives are not making progress, spiritually and physically, because of this problem. Where are you rushing to? What do you think you are getting? That nobody has gotten before. And even what you are trying to get, have you gotten it? My son, pay attention to my words. Number one is that you must be my son. If you are not born again, this is not, this is not um, a message for you. You need to be born again before you can understand what we are talking about today. My son. Do you think that God calls everybody my son? Eh? No. Everybody is created by God, but not everybody is a son of God. My son, pay attention to my word. How does um, NIV put it? Pay attention. What did he say? NIV. Uh -huh. Pay attention to what I say. What is the attention? Listen closely to my words. Uh-huh. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. They are alive, not to everybody. They are health. There's a version that says that they are medicine. They are drug. Eh? You know this thing that will happen to you once you feel a fever or headache. You say, where is paracetamol? The word of God is a drug that brings wholeness. 
But the, how do you take the drug? You know, when you go to chemist and say, give me a drug, he will mix drug. You know mixing of drug? Some of you know how to mix drug here. Mix, mix, mix. And then he will now tell you, take this one in the morning, this one in the night, this one in, isn't it? The way to take the word, pay attention. Give the word your attention. What is attention? You are not thinking about any other thing. You are focusing on the word. Listen closely. People of God, are you following me? Do you remember that scripture we read about two weeks ago or three weeks ago? Psalm 112, verse 4. Is it verse 4 or verse 3? That said, wealth and riches shall be in his house. Do you remember that scripture? Please get it for me. Now, when you want to hear God speak to you personally in that scripture, then you follow this prescription. He said, my son. Psalm 112 from verse 1. Start from verse 1. Verse 1. Look at it. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man that feared the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandment. Go, go down too. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Go ahead. What is, read it for me. You like this one. All of you here like it. Wealth and riches shall be where in his house and his righteousness. There are some people that are wealthy and they are rich, but they are not righteous. This one, wealth, riches, plus what? You don't like it. Now that you read it does not mean that it will happen to you. Until maybe tomorrow morning, some of you that are serious about prosperity, because not everybody, some of you want to be poor. You like and enjoy begging and borrowing. Now, uh, can I get um, 10,000 so that I will add to 20,000 so that I will pay my student's school fees? And the person say, ah, uh, come back tomorrow. Uh, thank you, using one name. That's what you like. You enjoy it. You're already used to it. Those of you that are serious about prosperity, I see you taking out the next one hour and say, I'm not going to look at any other scripture. Say, let them not depart from your eyes. What's the meaning of that? English language. You know English language. Keep them, keep your eyes on it. Keep looking at it. Wealth and riches. God, do you mean what you are saying? In my house. Okay, why are they not in my house? You keep looking until it enters you. It will leave Bible. And what? Enter into your life. And when it enters into your life, it will start working out wonders. Miracles. Because the word is God. Are you following me at all? That's how to experience anything. For example, you are still struggling with sin. You are struggling with masturbation, pornography, lust, anger. Do you know how to be free from that? Get a scripture like Romans chapter 6, verse 6. And begin to look at it. Begin to meditate on it. Give it attention. Pay attention to my words. Say, knowing this, what do we need to know? That our old man is crucified with him. Why? So that the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not what? 
serve sin. That's we are serving sin before. But something has happened. So you keep looking at that which happened. As you keep looking at it and keep asking questions, keep meditating, keep praying, the word will leave the Bible and enter into you. That becomes your deliverance from sin that day. And from that day. Everything is here. We don't need to continue to suffer and struggle. The devil knows what I'm teaching you today. That's why he has made you to feel that reading Bible is not important. Some of you, even in the religion where you were brought up, they don't regard Bible for anything. It's a deception of the devil. So that where you will get your solution from, they will block it for you. You will be ready to go and pay your tithe, give offering, go to church, clean, clean church, do all sorts of things, but you will not have time. I see you rushing on Saturday morning to go and clean church, but you have not read your Bible. After you start complaining, eh, I don't know why things are difficult for me. Yeah, I don't know. This God, I have said I'm not going to stop serving you, even if I, things are not. Let me tell you, things can change. There is a formula. It's here. Pay attention. To the word of God. Keep your eyes on the word. Don't pay attention to dreams. Dreams are not the word of God. Did you hear me? What did I say? Jeremiah 23. Turn to Jeremiah 23. Many of you are paying attention to dreams. Look at verse 28. Jeremiah 23, 28. Read it with me. Want to go? The prophet that has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the shaft to the wheat? Says. Do you understand what God is saying here? Do you understand what God is saying here? Which one is shaft? Which one is wheat? The dream is the shaft. The word is the wheat. Do you know what shaft is? Do you know how you get rice? The rare rice. Do you know that thing that covered the back? The name is what? That's what some of us are doing. I dreamed. Somebody saw a dream over my head. My sister called me this morning and said she dreamt where I died. And then as she finished calling me, my elder brother's son also called me and said he also had the same dream. Listen carefully. My son, pay attention to dreams. Is that what God is saying? What, what is God saying? My daughter came one day and said, Daddy, I saw a dream where you died. I said, thank you, my daughter, for... The dream. But let me show you the wheat. The real thing. I open to Psalm 118. Psalm 118. And I tell her, let us read it together. Verse 17. Psalm 118, verse 17. If you are there, let's read together. I shall not die. But what? Leave. And do what? And declare the works of the Lord. So I said to my daughter, throw away that thing that you saw in the night and take what is real. 
what you can touch. Sometimes I will tell the devil, if you are powerful, why are you going about in the dream? Are you following me? Stop going about in the dream. It's because you are not powerful. Any dream that is not in line with the word of God is a lie. And it's coming from the father of lies. Any prophecy that is not according to the word of God is a lie. And it's coming from the father of lies. No matter who is prophesying it. People of God, stop jittering and fearfully going about. We have an authentic weapon. The Bible called it the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Finally, Acts 20.32. Acts of the Apostle, chapter 20, verse 32. Let's read it together. One to go. Paul was talking to Ephesians brethren. He said, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. What will build you up? What will give you inheritance? Many of you don't have any inheritance. There are some of you here. You keep going from one prayer house, from one adoration ground, from one uh, ministry, fellowship. All you are looking for is where they will say, Hey! I'm seeing something. Who is you, carrier? You are fair. You are wearing that cloth. The person that is causing your problem is your father's wife. These are people that cause families to scatter. That's the kind of thing that some of us like. Instead of you to sit down and get God. The word is God. It help God. You leave God and you are going about looking for Empty prophecy that will cause trouble in your family. Scatter, they have scattered marriages. You know the devil is, he delights, he, 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 he derives joy in when people are in pains. I hope you know that. That's the devil for you. When a husband and a wife are living together, children of God, he is jealous. He's looking for what do I do now so that I will cause what? Trouble, problem. And that's why you should not heed to anything that is not in line with the word of God. Even if the devil manipulates a dream and you see a face of someone coming to attack you, when you wake up, say, this is the devil. The Bible says we are not warring against flesh and blood. Haven't you read it in the Bible? These are not human beings. These are principalities and powers that carves people's face. A man of God said he was praying one day and the Holy Ghost stopped him and said, stop praying that prayer point. Stop praying that prayer point. And he stopped. He said, what do I pray? He said, 
as you are here now praying that prayer point, the devil in his occultic kingdom, they are carving your face. They are carving your face, carving it, carving it. And what is their intention? When they finish carving your face, they will now wear it as a masquerade. You know the way masquerade put on? They will put it on and they will use it to begin to attack people. Attack people that believe in you. So when they will attack them and they look in the dream and they saw it was you, they say, eh! So this man of God is an occultic man. He said, that is what they are doing now with your face. Come on, begin to pray in that direction. Are you getting me at all? You people should, the Bible says we are not ignorant of the devices. God said, my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. The greatest problem and affliction and oppression that the devil has kept believers in is ignorance. Ignorance. God said, because you have rejected knowledge, I have also rejected you from being my priest. Because you cannot help my people. You don't have time to study the word. If you say you cannot read English, can't you read Igbo? Okay, you cannot read English, you cannot read Igbo. Can't you get message from the media and begin to listen often and often? God will have mercy on you. Or get somebody that will pray and read for you. Okay, we have audio Bible now. Two of us. Even the one that will read the Bible for you in Igbo. The word gives us inheritance. The word builds us up. There is no other way of being built up apart from the word. It pains my heart that the church has deviated. Three hours service. 25 minutes for message. The rest of the hour is singing and dancing. I'm not against singing and dancing. But listen. The word builds you up. The word sanctifies. The word gives you inheritance among those that are sanctified. The people that are hearing 25 minutes message, the only day they will come to church is on Sunday. Many of them, they don't have time during the week. And that's how sin, sin, troubles, problems, lack of peace, joy, has become part of believers' life. Rise on your feet. I don't want you to pray carelessly this night. I just want you to go straight to the point. Confess your sin of neglect to the world. Confess your sin. Do you know? Please uh, put it on the screen quickly. Psalm 119 verse 9 to 11. Quickly. Psalm 119 verse 9 to 11. Where without shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. That's the way to get cleansing. Verse 11. 11. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not what? John 17, 17 he said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Your word is truth. 
pray and say, God, I'm sorry for neglecting your word. I'm sorry for leaving the solution you have given me and I'm pursuing shadows. Some of us, you need to, I say pray, some people are not praying. Can you pray and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm becoming careless. Neglecting your word. This is what should build me up. I say I don't have time. For what do you have time for? I have not listened to your words, to your instructions, to your commandments. Experiencing the power of God's word can only come to you when you give it attention. And the word will come to you with the power of God. It will give you a job. It will give you a husband. It will give you a breakthrough in business. What will not the word give you? You say you are praying for a husband. Have you gotten a word from God? Everything I have received from God has been by a word. The moment of encounter today is word, word encounter. Not just power and anointing, you'll fall down. You'll get healed. Only to return back next Sunday with another sickness. No. You need to, you need to, your eyes need to open to the word of his grace. I commit myself to, to the word of God, to hearing the word, to listening to the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. The word is God. The word lifts. The word sanctifies, abuses. You don't have time for the word. What do you have time for? Your spiritual barrenness can only be handled by the word. Rinda 
I will study with understanding. God, I will study, oh God, and meditate in the world. As you grow in the world, that's how you get inheritance. That's how your, your, your inheritance in the realm of the spirit keep rising. The secret is the word. It has to come to you personally. You need to look at it without removing your eyes from it. Fix your eyes on the world. Fix your eyes on the world. That's where your miracle will come from. That's how your healing will be established. Whether it is cancer, whether it is HIV, whatever sickness it is, it can only be settled by the world. Poverty, the world will cure it. Oppressions of darkness, revelation of the world will settle you. I want to pray for those of you that want to commit yourself to the world from today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Today, I decided not to give you fish. I decided to teach you how to fish. So that you will, from today, get your healing by yourself. Get your health by yourself. Get your deliverance by yourself. Get your prosperity by yourself. Get your, your, your breakthrough in business, your job, your husband, your wife, your child. Get everything you need. Everything has been given to us. Jesus said, I came that you will have abundant life. Not a management life. Not a life of lack. If you want to be serious with the word of God from today on daily basis, I would like to pray for you. I would like to pray for you. Can you just step towards this altar? Those of you that want to be committed, you want to be committed, just walk towards wherever you can find space within the altar. What I'm talking about are those that you want to enter into a covenant with God. Like God was telling Joshua, you are about to cross over to land of Canaan to inherit your inheritance. But this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night. And observe and do everything in it. You say, for that is how you, you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. Now, if you want to make studying, reading and meditating on the word of God a daily habit, 
daily, the way you eat food daily, and you will not give excuse and say, eh, this one happened, uh, emergency, uh, I woke up late, all those kind of excuses. You want to say, God, all I need is your grace. My heart is made up. These are the kind of people I want to pray for. If you came out, lift up your hands and pray. Say to God, give me grace. I am making a covenant with you today that I will take your word serious. I will give it attention. Day and night. Meditate, read, study. I want to hear your word concerning my health. I want to hear your word concerning my prosperity. The word of God is what sanctifies, builds up. Yes, faith comes by hearing. The centurion said, don't come to my house and manifest anointing. Speak the word only. Speak the word only. Give me grace. Give me grace to dedicate time on daily basis. This is the way of miracles. This is the way of health. This is the way of deliverance. This is the way of being victorious in your dreams. This is the way of coming out of your troubles. You will give attention to the world. That's how Jesus conquered Satan. Satan came, he said, it is written. He came again, he said, it is written. He came again, he said, it is written. Because the word is in his heart. The word is not on the Bible, it's in his heart. I give myself to the world. I submit to the world. Those of you that are following us from other disciples families, you can step out to your own altar and pray this commitment prayer. Enter into a covenant with God today that you will experience the power of God in His Word. The Word is God. The Word is not less than God. He sends His Word and He heals them, delivers them, prospers them. When God sends His Word to you, it will prosper you. It will heal you. It will deliver you. Hallelujah. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Put those two hands on your head and say after me, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I'm sorry for neglecting your word, which is what you have given to me. Which is what you have given to me. For my building up. For my building up. And for my inheritance. And for my inheritance. Jesus, you gave your disciples the word. Jesus, you gave your disciples the word. Because that is all they need. Because that is all they need. To succeed in this life. To succeed in this life. And advance your kingdom. And advance your kingdom. From today, Lord. From today, Lord. I commit myself. I commit myself. To hear your word. To hear your word. Personally. Personally. As I read it daily. 
As I read it daily, as I study it daily, as I study it, as I meditate on it daily, as I meditate on it, I say no to laziness. I say no to I say no to complaining. I say no to complaining. I say no to excuses. I say no to. I say no to procrastination. I say no to procrastination. Give me a diligent heart. A disciplined mind to give attention to your word. Give attention to your word. Not to dreams or empty prophecies that contradict your word. That contradict your words. Let my heart let my heart be established by your word. Established by your word. I receive grace. I receive grace to be consistent to be consistent on daily basis on daily basis with your word with your word thank you father thank you jesus for i have prayed for i have prayed in the name of jesus in christ in the name of jesus christ amen amen dear heavenly father i pray on behalf of my brothers and sisters oh my god several of you are already entering into your inheritance now amen for the reason of the message that came now and your commitment to this message, the Lord is already doing miracles in several lives here. Amen. Amen. Yes, several lives are experiencing healings already. Amen. Deliverances are taking place already. Amen. Prosperities are becoming yours. Amen. But for you to establish them, remember you must go and meditate. Receive that grace now. Amen. Receive that grace now. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May the Lord establish you in the word of God. Amen. And build you up. So that you will have your inheritance. So that you will have your own. And not be begging and depending on pastors and uh, prophetess. And you will have your own inheritance. Amen. By the word of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you believe in that prayer, shout the loudest Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers. You can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.